You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com where you find all of my written work. And if you didn't, if you don't follow me on Twitter, uh, you probably didn't see my tweet from last night where, or well, middle of the night today. Um, I don't know what happened yesterday, if it was food poisoning or what, but that's why this episode's going up a little bit late. Uh, so yeah, that was fun stuff, but feeling better now, so just rolling with it now. Today, we're uh, we're rolling through our running back breakdown, too. Um, just with QBs from Tuesday's episode, we'll talk about last year, this coming year, and beyond. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And NBA Draft GOAT Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Bill Barr. Get local expert analysis on each pick, including moi. Follow Lockdown NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're a regular listener or even like semi-regular listener, you know how I felt about the Gators' rushing attack last year. Um, so, of course, we're... Uh, course we're starting off with the past which is why yeah um but yeah I, I think that the rushing attack last year was fairly efficient but nothing spectacular nothing great and honestly i would have liked to see more just because of how good we were at throwing the ball i would have just liked to see you know get get a few more carries here and there just to keep the defense more honest for play actions rps stuff just make them bite um but hey they i'm not a, i'm not a college head coach so i can't say that <laughs> um but yeah the rushing attack was okay nothing great the numbers look pretty fine uh they we had our top two backs averaged 4.7 yards per carry exactly um which is weird that they both did but hey it is what it is um but yeah it's i feel like one in college, that's not amazing. Like, if you do that in the uh, in the NFL, congrats. Like, that's that's huge. But if you do that in college, it's still impressive. It's just not as impressive, and it's still incredibly efficient. You know, you get three carries; it's a first down every single time. Obviously, if you're just working with the average, um, so that's great. But yeah, it, it wasn't le- like the running attack never struck fear into the heart of our opponents. And that's what I kind of wish that we got to do. Um, we did retain most of the running back room, which is awesome. We lost Iverson Clement to Temple. He, he transferred out, which is smart for him because, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't working out here. Uh, he had, I think, like, I think he had, like, five or ten carries, like, all last year. So smart for him to leave. Uh, we also did replace him, which we'll, we'll talk about that more. But, yeah, I'll, I'll say... The running back room, same, same, but different. Going into uh, 
going into this year. And last year we had someone like Malik Davis was huge, for, at least to me, I think, and just a passing attack that ended up being, I mean, one of the best, if not the best passing attack in college football. Uh, so that's one thing that I really love. And we had that, uh, I, I don't really know, that, that was allowed to happen because of how we had so many weapons. And Malik Davis is one of those guys who's been underrated because he's a running back that had the most receptions of all the running backs last year. He had 66 carries, 310 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. And he had 31 catches, 377 yards, which is 12.2 yards per catch. And that's pretty good. Like, for a receiver, that's pretty good. For a running back, that's pretty damn good, if we're going to be honest about it. Naquan Wright also kind of carved his role out as more of a receiver than anything else. He had uh, 54 carries, 213 yards, two touchdowns, 19 catches, 219 yards, 11.5 yards per catch. So uh, Damian Pierce was the running back that actually played consistently because, of course, Lorenzo Lingard and Iverson Clement didn't. Um, but Damian Pierce is the only running back that played consistently that had, or he was the running back that played consistently that had the least catches yards. He was also the only one that had a receiving touchdown, which is weird. But um, yeah, it was. We had a fun running back room. I'll say that that's the thing that we have. Uh, we don't have any one dominant player back there, and I think that's kind of one of the things that kept the Gators from being truly elite last year like i think if we had a better running back room and by better running back room i literally just mean like one star running back i think that that the gators maybe make that playoff maybe win that sec championship just because it would make them so much more lethal i get that there are people that are like oh running backs don't matter blah blah blah, blah. um you're wrong but also <laughs> Just having that threat would be huge. Uh, we also had, I mean, he's not a running back, but Kadarius Tony saw his uh, his fair share of carries. We had Emery Jones came in, Anthony Richardson came in, we had Kyle Trask had the third most carries on the team. But the running back room specifically, not stellar. And that's that's kind of where I've stood on everything with this running back room that I've very openly said. Like I, I think our rushing attack last year straight up wasn't good enough uh, but i'm hoping that that'll change this year at least need something to do with your stimulus tax refund or gamestop slash dogecoin money um maybe you know maybe nil money who knows i'm not i'm not your boss visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate I, I really miss not, I, I, I'm sorry, I know it's annoying. I miss not saying I don't have a car, but it's just a fun thing to say. Um, before I had a car, I wanted to get familiar with the website and I was shocked at how smooth the experience was. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, go nuts with it, man. I don't know, it's spinners, I don't know, go, go nuts, it's your car. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, whether it's for your classic, or Daily Driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know exactly who sent you. 
And this year, you know, we're bringing back pretty much the same team. We've replaced Iverson Clement with Demarcus Bowman. Uh, that that's a big thing. There's also uh, Carlson Joseph is a walk on that joined the team this spring, but. You know, I don't expect anything from him this year. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of... And I don't know... My, like, I couldn't even find, th- like, information about him. So I'm not going to really stress it right now. Um, because, again, yeah, I'm not expecting to see him much. But we have a talented running back room this year where uh, I think... Then, all right, I realized that I was just talking about how we needed a star... Now, I'm not saying that we have talented running back room. Uh, we've had a talented running back room. We just didn't have a superstar. But now we've got a probably different... I know that Jordan Pouncey told me that it was going to be that still a pass-heavy offense, but I'm still rolling with... We have Emery now that can run the ball consistently. And I think that that makes up for not having a star running back, just having the threat of having to respect our quarterback. Um, I'm expecting Damian Pierce to likely at least start the year as our primary running back ball carrier whatever um with malik davis expected to at least again start the year as our primary pass catching option out of the backfield uh which i like because i think malik davis stellar as a running back out of the backfield i do think that this year we might be possibly see him play a little bit in the slot just because there's so many there's good running backs on this team and they've got to get their touches they've got to get their snaps they've got to get their opportunities Malik Davis could be one of those guys who and honestly I could see DeMarcus Bowman doing the same thing where they're these guys were they're gonna play a little bit of slot a little bit of receiver you know they're they're gonna they're gonna go around they're gonna move around and they're gonna play anywhere they can to get more snaps and more opportunities so malik davis and demarcus bowman are two guys that i can see be primary pass catching options that are also uh playing a little bit or pass catching options out of the backfield that are also playing a little bit in the slot uh lorenzo lingard is someone who i would like to see kind of step up just because he's someone who played so few snaps uh, pretty much in all of college. He's never been a guy that's going to play a ton. He's never been a guy that's going to be a featured part of your offense. But, I mean, I, I like him. So I would, love, I would love to see him step up a bit and play a little bit more. Um, we've also got uh, Naquan Wright, I think, might be the odd man out for me from this year. Uh, mainly because... Naquan Wright's uh, best skill from last year was being a pass-catching option out of the backfield. And with both Malik Davis and Demarcus Bowman there, I don't know if Naquan Wright will kind of be that guy, Um, especially because he's one of the youngest guys on the team where, you know, again, I'm not saying that Florida's a team that's going to do this where it's like, our veterans are going to play before our young guys. I'm I'm not saying that, but... uh, it's possible that Dan Mullen's like, you know what, Naquan, you got the most time left here, so you're going to have to kind of take a little bit of a back seat, um, which it could be the case. I don't know if it will be, but for me right now when I'm looking at this roster, he looks kind of like the odd man out at this point. Um, maybe maybe it's Lorenzo Lingard's the odd man out and he just proves that he can't be relied on consistently. Maybe it's that. Uh, and maybe Naquan Wright still steps up and gets his snaps, but 
Right now, I'm, I don't know why I have a feeling that Lorenzo Lingard steps up and Naquan Wright is the odd man out, as much as I love him. Um, I, don't, I don't want, like, I, I think he's very talented. It's just that he's the youngest guy here, so he might just kind of get shafted for that, which is a silly thing, but it happens. In, we're going to be honest, it happens in college football. Um, but yeah, with the running back room that's going to consistently play, I think our top three will be Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, and Demarcus Bowman. I think that by the end of the season, we could see Demarcus Bowman kind of uh, establish himself as a maybe the top ball carrier, maybe the top uh, passing target out of the backfield. I have very high expectations for him, if you can't tell. Um, of course, Demarcus Bowman transferred because of a death in the family, so he decided he wanted to be closer to home. So it's not like he transferred because he wasn't going to play. He transferred because um, hardship, really. Um, so, yeah, I, that's why. I, just because I was talking to someone last week, and they were like, eh, like he didn't even play on Clemson that much. Why is he going to It's like, well, because he, he came back for a very specific reason, and he was behind Travis Etienne at Clemson. So can you blame him for not playing a ton? Um, but, yeah, that's... That's kind of what the running back room is looking like this year. I'm expecting to see us go with a lot of uh, wide runs, I'll say, just because I think that we're going to run a lot of options and Emery's going to kind of be much more involved in the pe- in the rushing attack than we than other people may think. I think he's going to be very involved. Uh, personally, I think we're going to see a ton of options. I, I see it as... Uh, when we run, there's probably a 50% chance it'll be an option. Uh, not saying that we're going to be an option offense, but keep them honest is is my point there. So that's why I'm expecting a lot of carries this year. I think we're going to go more run heavy than we've been. And honestly, I think we could find more success doing that this year than we did last year, especially because our defense will be able to kind of take a little breather more often than they used to. I think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 2,800 odds. And I'm just saying, I'm going to take them because I'm confident in that. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports with experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space, O N, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with Bet Online. Looking at the future of the Gators running back room. You know, we've got, I'm sorry to say this, I think that it's very possible we see Damian Pierce and Malik Davis leave for the NFL this year. Uh, Just because, you know, I I think that, uh, or assuming that they leave, because they're kind of, they're running out of time (laughs) at this point, Uh, which I I hate to say, but it's like, age matters when you're going into the draft and all this stuff. And I think that this year that they could, uh, they could kind of break out at least early on and put enough tape together for an NFL team to be like, okay, this is 
this is pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll I'll circle back to that in a little bit. But it looks like next year the only running backs that we pretty much know are going to be back are Demarcus Bowman, or unless they transfer, are Demarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, and Naquan Wright, uh, and Carlson Joseph, the walk-on from the spring. Uh, but I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I I think that we'll likely have to add a transfer or a 2022 recruit uh, just because you know you would like at least five running backs on the team uh, just because injuries happen frequently and we're probably going to be a team that rotates running backs a lot so it'd probably be best to not just have three guys that you know and one guy who's a complete unknown you'd probably want to add at least a transfer or a high school recruit. Uh, but yeah, with Demarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, and Naquan Wright, I mean, I still think that's a good enough backfield to get things done. I think that we could see Demarcus Bowman be the primary back. Next year, Naquan Wright kind of fill Malik Davis's role as a pass-catching option and a legit running back. And the Lorenzo, Lorenzo Lingard would be our third guy there um, for next year. Okay. I realize that it seems kind of uh, contradictory to how I talked about the present, but things change. Like I, I even said, I think Naquan Wright's good enough this year. I think he just maybe takes a back seat because he's so young that coaching staff is like, well, you know, you could you could spare to kind of have this year where you don't play a ton. Um, but as of next year, Naquan Wright would be draft eligible, so I don't think that would happen again. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, you know, Demarcus Bowman would be our primary back. I think he'd be, again, I have very high expectations for him for this year and beyond. Um, especially because he's like, he's just, he's, this is first year with the offense, learning it and all that. He's got, next year he'd be very uh, comfortable with the offense. He'd be very uh, aware of how it's going to operate. So you know, Demarcus Bowman could be that stud running back that we've wanted or that I've wanted because, you know, running backs do matter. Um, so Demarcus Bowman could be that guy. Naquan Wright could be a, again, a fantastic Malik Davis replacement in the offense. Uh, we, sh- I mean, he showed last year he wasn't nearly as involved in the offense, but he still ended up with more catches than like Damian Pierce. Um, what I would like to see from Bowman, Lingard, or Wright would would be a a bit of a step up in the pass protection area, um, which is a nitpicky thing. But like, I am big on on running back blocking, um, so I would love to see the offense kind of, or I would love to see in the future for the offense to kind of add a guy or have one of our current guys step up as a pass protection option because. Uh, we're probably going to see a lot of different looks from defenses. We're probably going to see a lot of blitzes from defenses um, just to make Emory Jones rush and not give him time to step up, find the deep option, step up, and scramble. Um, so I, I'd kind of like to see that get uh, that get addressed with literally just the running backs that we have on the roster. Um, or, again, adding someone. Fun stuff. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think with... Demarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, Naquan Wright for next year, this offense wouldn't see much of a drop-off in rushing production or rushing talent. 
than we'll see this year. So that that's what I'm excited for because I think our running back room this year is with Demarcus Bowman getting added significantly better than it was last year. And I think next year with the same guys we have, it wouldn't be much of a drop off if at all. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it personally. I'm loving how this team is looking, especially in the running back room, especially with the schemes that I know that Dan Mullen is going to draw up and pull out here and there. Uh, and just having Emery be another rushing threat that you have to respect and could kind of lead to more big rushing plays. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm very excited. Uh, but that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll talk about how the rumored Oklahoma and Texas move to the SEC could impact the Gators. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That's W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Lockdown Sooners, hosted by John Williams, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I know I just shouted them out the other day, but it's relevant again. Get over it. Get to know the Gators' potential soon conference mates. This week, the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft 2021, lock, presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Draft, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough, our, lo- our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.